Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Shvi Pei, and we are starting right at the top of the Amud and the Vilnitz Rusadaf. It's on Chav Zayin Bays near the bottom of the Amud with the words Hamishabet Sadal Chaveroi. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas Mars Merim Sar Bas Yaakov Moshe Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. You conclude the previous Gemara by saying that there's a difference if a person designates a field for his wife's Ksuba by saying this is where you should collect it from, or if he says this is the only place you could collect it from. Is that we continue with something similar? Hamishabet Sadal Chaveroi. If a person was Mishabet a field for his friend, so let's say Ruven Bar from Shemin, and he was mishabed a particular field, that this is where the loan should be collected from, and then Reuven went and sold that field. So Ravacha says, it is sold for the time being, meaning the guy who bought it is allowed to keep it and do whatever he wants with it, until Shimon comes to collect it from him. However, Rabbi Yesi says, it's not sold even for the time being, the sale is completely null and void. Now, which literally means the power of Rabbi Yesi saying, meaning, where is he getting his shita from? It's from the following. And now we have to add in the following line. The time we have a brass that says, Also, If a fellow made his evid or his shar as an apotiki, meaning he designated that this is where the loan is going to be collected from, and then he sold it, it's not considered sold at all. As so his brass is clearly like Rabbi that if something was designated to have a loan collected from it, and then the borrower sold this item, it's not considered sold at all, even lasha for the time being. However, now back to the Gemara, we say that's not a raya. Shar matuhu lavrichai, sada ain't matuhu lavricha. A shar is something that could be hidden away. Literally, havricha means to chase it away, but over here referring to hiding it. The person who bought this shor from Ruvain can technically hide it away, and then the malve Shimon, is never going to be able to collect it. So that's why we can't say that it's mechur l'shah, it's sold for the time being. There's no for the time being over here. The moment it's sold, the buyer's going to hide it away, and Shimon will never be able to get it. However, a field can't be hidden away, it's in plain view of everyone, and therefore we could say that it's sold for the time being, and then when Shimon gets his act together and he goes to Bezdin and goes through the whole process, he will be able to collect it from the fellow who bought it. However, the Gemara asks on this, think about it for yourself. Let's say it was sold to a Balzraya, a strong-armed mafioso. And in this scenario, even a field could be hidden away. Because once Ruvain sells the field to this Balzraya, Shimon's not going to be able to collect it from him. According to this logic, we should say that even a field shouldn't be allowed to be sold l'sha'a. However, on Rav Yudan, Avadir of Matanya, Rav Yudan, the father of Matanya, answers that no, it is common the Balzraya will fall, meaning they're going to lose their ability to have this field even though they're Balzraya, and therefore the field could be sold Lasha. But now the Gemara asks, Tony, we have a brass that says, If a person writes his field as an apotiki for his wife, for Aksuba, meaning she's going to collect this field for Aksuba, or he writes his field as an apotiki for Balchayv to collect his Chayv from, if he then sold the field, it is considered sold, and Lakech should be concerned for himself, meaning if it gets taken away, so then he's going to have to go back to the Meicher, to the fellow who owes him the money, to collect his money once again. Now we see from this brass that clearly not like Rabbi Yaisi, who says that the field is not Bechur Lashah. Now the Gemara answers is no problem. Masnisa, this bride that we just quoted, is talking about the following. It's where he told her, your collection should be from here. And therefore, even according to Rabbi Yaisi, it's considered sold. Ma'apligin, rather, what's the case is machlekes between Rav Acha and Rabbi Yaisi? That's Bisha Amr Law, where he told her, This is the only place you're allowed to collect your ksuba from. As in this case, Rabbi Yaisi holds it's not Bechur Lashah. And that's because, since this is the only place that she's allowed to collect from, and that's even if the husband has other properties that are B'nai Chayrin, they're not Meshubid, she's still not allowed to collect from them. And the reason why it's not considered sold is because if something happens to the field, let's say it gets flooded or it gets ruined, she doesn't have anything else to collect from, and therefore it's not considered sold. And it's the same thing in the case of the Alva. When the Malva is only allowed to collect from this particular field, it can't be sold to somebody else because it's the only place he could collect from. Now we go on to discuss the case of the Mishnah that said, 
The credit that a person has in a store, meaning he went and bought things on credit, that's something that's not going to be canceled by Shemitah. And the only way it will be canceled by Shemitah is if that credit was turned into a loan. So now we have a clarification of this. Rav Amarav says, Pagma loy zakva, zakva pagma. That this applies in one of these situations. Now what's pagma and what's zakva? So zakva is what we were talking about in the Mishnah, where the money owed for buying on credit was turned into a loan. Now pagma is where he was pagame this money, which means he paid a little bit of it down. So let's say over the course of a week, Ruvain bought $100 worth of stuff on credit, and he came in one day and paid $20 of it off. So automatically that other 80 is now considered a loan, and that can be canceled by Shemitah. And what Rav is saying is that it's one or the other. It could either be pagma that he paid part of his bill off, even though they didn't officially sit down to make a cheshben how much money he actually owes, or it could be the other way around, that if he sat down and made an official cheshben of how much Ruvain owes, even though Ruvain didn't pay any of it off yet, that's also a situation that Shvius will be mishamitit. However, Tanur of Chia, Chia taught that no, it has to be both of them together. It has to be that a total cheshben was made how much Ruvain owes, and that's turning it into Ava and that he also paid a little bit off, and only then are we going to say that Shvius is Mishamit. Now, going on to explain the next part of the Mishnah, Pei Amud Beis, Rav Yehuda Aymer HaRishayin V'chulu, Rav Yehuda argued in this case of credit in the store, and he said that when Ruvain goes into the Makolet, and he buys another thing on credit, so the previous thing he bought on credit is automatically considered alva. And the explanation of that is as follows, and this is a Brisa, since the store owner, the Baal Makolet, is giving him credit a second time, Nasus Rishayin Milva, so that means the original thing that he bought is considered halva automatically. Now, Blazer says, This is Rebuda. What's this referring to? So this is talking about a later case in the Mishnah where we had said that if a person shechted a cow on Rosh Hashanah and distributed its meat, so if it turns out that L was extended, and that means that the first day of Rosh Hashanah was really the last day of Shemitah, so then this money that these people owe him for taking his meat is considered a halva, and it's canceled by this last day of Rosh Hashanah, and they don't owe him this money anymore. And Reb Lutzer is telling us that that's Shittas Reb Yehuda. And why does he say that? Because there's a question we have to ask on this. How is this case any different than the Makolet case? According to Tanakam the Mishnah, the one who argues with Reb Yehuda, unless his credit in the Makolet was turned into a loan, so Shvius is not Mishamatet. And it's technically the same thing over here. How is this value of the meat that was distributed to them on Rosh Hashanah ever turned into a loan? And that's what the Gemara speaks out now. Are we able to be Tevea this money on Rosh Hashanah? Again, let's review. A fellow took a cow on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, shechted it, cut it up into pieces, and gave those pieces out to his friends. Now, since he can't be toivea that money on Rosh Hashanah, he can't say, hey, give me $50 for this, because it's Rosh Hashanah, so it's not considered a loan that would be canceled by Shemitah. And why is that? So let's remember that yesterday we had said that there's two parts to Hashemata's Ksafim. One is that the loan is canceled, and number two is the lav of la yigais. Don't press him for the money. And the halacha is that if we don't apply the pasuk of la yigais, don't press him for the money, so then we also don't apply the pasuk of canceling the loan. And since, as we just said, he can't be Tevehad this loan on Rosh Hashanah, so we don't apply the Pasuk of Lo Yigais, that means it's not considered a loan. So why is Rosh Hashanah cancel the loan? And here the answer is, Rabbah says, B'Shem Rabbah Zeira, B'Mamet Shuroi Laminai, this is talking about money that he trusts him in, he's giving him this meat, and he trusts that he's going to get paid back, and therefore it's like he's able to be Tevehad the money, because he trusts the fellow. And Mekivin Shuroi Latevai, since he's able to be Tevehad him for this money, again, he's not actually able to be Tevehad him on Rosh Hashanah, but it's like he's able to be Tevehad him, so Kamishu it's as if the fellow is able to give him money, and since it's like the fellow is able to give him money on Rosh Hashanah, so it's like a regular loan, and that means that Shemitah is going to cancel this loan. And we kind of over here in this case of the Mishnah on Rosh Hashanah, since he's technically able to give him money, again, this is in theory he's able to give him money, and he didn't give that money because it was Rosh Hashanah, the original thing that he gave him is considered alva. Now we have to further explain this Rosh Hashanah case, that this is talking about where he gave him two things, meaning he gave him some meat, and then maybe he gave him meat a second time, or 
or he gave him something else a second time. And that means that the original thing that he gave him is considered money that he's technically able to be Tavea. And then by the fact that we're saying that Shemitah is Mishamatis, at this, it must be that this part of the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda, that the moment a person receives the second thing on credit, so the first thing is automatically considered a Milva, just like the way Rabbi Yehuda explained it in the beginning of the Mishnah. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow and continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.